welcome back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Macy. And right away, just a reminder, if you didn't hear on the last episode, when the podcast hits 10,000 downloads, which is soon, I'm going to be doing a $50, that's US dollars, 50 US dollar Polar Pro gift card giveaway. All you have to do is go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show and send me a screenshot in my DMs on Instagram. Uh, a lot of people have been messaging me saying, well, what if I listen on Spotify? So, you can still go, it doesn't matter what kind of laptop you have, you can still go on and type in Apple Podcasts on your URL in your internet browser and it should come up and you should still be able to leave a rating and review and I'm trying to give back to you guys because I'm so grateful for you constantly listening and providing feedback and messaging me what you're taking away from the show, where it can improve and things like that. So definitely get in on that and uh, win yourself a gift card, that'd be awesome and if you're listening and you've already left a review at some point in the past, don't worry, I have noted that and you are definitely uh, entered to win. So if you heard the last episode, I was talking a lot about the newest sensation app, social media app, drop-in audio called Clubhouse, which I haven't had a change of heart in the last week. I still think it is absolutely incredible and it leads into a topic I wanted to talk about today and that is Everyone is wanting to grow on social media. This is just a fact of life. All of us photographers listening, we're constantly asking ourselves, how can we grow? How can we get our work in front of more people? How can we get our voice in front of more people? And there's so many, I think, cliche answers out there and very vague, which can be frustrating. I'm sure you're listening, nodding your head if you if you find yourself asking these questions and kind of getting BS answers from creators you may look up to. And so I've been doing a lot of thinking in the last week about how to answer this question with true value. And I think that is the answer right there. I'm going to try to avoid being cliche. But here's my take on it. A couple things. First thing is that your overall strategy on whatever platform you choose, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Clubhouse, is that you should be providing value. What is your value proposition? Are you highlighting beautiful places in the world and giving information about how people can experience that place to the fullest? Are you running a podcast about the mindset for creators like this? Are you you know, the list goes on and on. So I think if you ask yourself, is the content that I'm consistently posting on any of these apps, is it providing any sort of value to the community or to my viewers? And if the answer is consistently no, I think you really need to shake up your strategy. And that leads into another point that I've really been thinking of. I actually did a clubhouse room with a former guest on the show, Lindsay, who is a social media coach. And that was honestly one of the most, uh, what's the word, one of the most well-received episodes, I think. I got a lot of feedback on that one from people who enjoyed it so much. And if you haven't, I invite you to go back and listen to that. It's with Lindsay Skanga. It's awesome. She's probably the only photographer or non-photographer guest we've had on the show, but she had a ton of insight into social media strategy. And so my recent talk with her was very interesting on Clubhouse. And short interjection, if you're not on Clubhouse, get in on it. Even if you don't like public speaking or you don't like speaking to a room full of people, just listen because 
<laughs> you can be in a room with Elon Musk. How crazy is that? You can be in a room with your favorite creator. It's at that stage where everybody is very accessible and you can you can get on that creator that you look up to or that person. You can get on their radar immediately just by a few quick sentences and introducing yourself, which I think is amazing. But what we were talking about was really honing in, sitting down and deciding which social media apps, you know, we're talking about growth here, which social media apps speak to your strengths. So for example, myself, I love to talk. I love to host guests. I love to speak. I love to share my opinion. I love to help creators of all skill levels, like you listening, build their mental fortitude. So for me, Clubhouse, as an example, is an app that speaks to my strengths. Instagram obviously speaks to all of our strengths as as still life visual creators, as videographers. Definitely something you should be on. And then really try and figure out that third app. And I think we really get caught up and overwhelmed with the idea that, hey, we need to be, I need to be on all of these apps in order to succeed. And I think what ends up happening is you really spread yourself thin and you get overwhelmed quite easily. We talk a lot about that this on that show. If this is your first time or you're new to the show or if you're catching up, I don't know what order you're listening, but we talk a lot about being overwhelmed. And I think the moment that you're severely overwhelmed, it makes it much easier to quit or say, oh, this isn't working or I knew it was too good to be true. All I had to do was you know, pause three times a day or or whatever. Pick social media apps that speak to your strength. And I recommend, and so did Lindsay, focus on three. And if you want to branch out, implement the 80-20 rule. If you haven't heard of the 80-20 rule, it is a phenomenal idea and concept that can be related to so many different things. It stems from the, the, the original idea of the 80-20 rule is in business, that you want to focus 80% of your effort on things that are going to, that are already generating you revenue and use that other 20% of your time to go and focus on other things that may tap into new markets, etc. In this instance, focus 80%, 8-0, focus that on the apps that speak to your strength. And from there, develop strategies for the next month and use that other 20% to maybe explore, you know, new things. Like for me, a new thing would be TikTok. I feel ass backwards in that app. And it was frustrating at first, but when I had this idea, hey, you know, I'm going to put my effort into things that, that already suit my strengths. I felt a little bit better about it, but more on building strategy in the same conversation I had recently with Lindsay on Clubhouse. It's a shame you can't record that, but that's why you got to get on it. Um, We talked about, you know, you listen to people speak like this podcast or a Clubhouse room or a YouTube video. And everyone here knows knows what I mean when I say you just get hit with a wall of inspiration. If it's late at night, you're like, I'm going to crush it tomorrow. I'm going to get up. I'm going to build my my YouTube strategy in the morning. And then I'm going to go for a run and then stop. That is not, not feasible. And deep down, you know that. And what I would recommend is, I think as humans, we're very short-sighted. 
we think we can achieve so much in a short amount of time. But in terms of building a strategy for those three apps that you're going to put 80% of your effort into, build the strategy over the next month. Build up your content, build your captions, stockpile reels if you're if you're looking to get into that on Instagram, stockpile TikTok footage and content. And Set your plan to start not tomorrow, not a week from now, but a month from now. Give yourself something realistic. You know, we talk a lot about SMART goals, that acronym, uh, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. If you don't, if you, if you think that you can accomplish all these things the next day or, or all in one week, and it's going to just flip your, your social media growth uh, around if it's heading in the wrong direction, you're dreaming. So give yourself some breathing room so that you avoid that that potential for being overwhelmed and quitting because it's so easy to quit when you're overwhelmed and I know this because I've done it before too. So me personally, I like to come on when I do these mini episodes and share just like my recent thoughts that have manifested and been built over however the last long year, week, but there's always something fresh that comes to my mind and this is what I'm thinking about right now. It's like I'm going to focus on where my strengths lie, and I'm going to build strategies in those areas and implement new strategies and tactics to roll out a month from now. I'm going to build content for reels. I'm going to think about some YouTube videos that I could do. You know, if I'm doing podcasts and I'm doing clubhouse rooms, why not add that visual element if I'm comfortable on camera? You know, if, if, if you're not comfortable speaking to a room of people, maybe clubhouse isn't your room, or isn't your your social media app to be on rather? But then again, you could also challenge yourself. Maybe you you go in a room and you start talking. You find out it's not so scary. You find out you're a great speaker that you do have a lot of value to add. So really think about that. Really think about your pillars for growth. Another thing I wanted to get into was the idea of the stories that we tell ourselves in our own minds of why we can or can't do things. Usually it's the negative side, why we can't do something. We've, we've fabricated some sort of story that makes it easy for us to say, oh, I can't do this because, or I can't do that because of this. And usually nine times out of 10, if you listen to people, if you really focus for it or listen to it in conversations, if you know people who, who seem to make excuses a lot, and if you're one of those people, nine times out of 10, it's the excuses, I can't do this. X, Y, and Z because I don't have enough resources. You know, I don't have access to this. I don't have certain things. I can't, I can't go certain places, whatever it may be. And I've really started to adopt the idea recently, st- reading and studying people who are staples in the world and who are uh, famous and who are p- the Elon Musks and Oprah Winfrey's and, 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 and insert any celebrity there. A lot of these people have gone through tremendous hardship, unfairness in their life where they didn't have access to resources. And I think one of the thoughts I've been having and what sets these kinds of people apart and the idea that they adapt is that while they might not have a lot of resources, they're extremely resourceful. So I've been really doing some thinking recently about the difference between those two, having access to resources and being resourceful. And for example, I was having this conversation with my friend Dave Sanford, who's who's 
been on the show in previous episodes and you should go check that one out too. And he was talking about as a wildlife photographer, you know, I don't have access to go to the Arctic to shoot polar bears. I don't have access to go, uh, to travel across the world to, to, to wherever, but I have my backyard and I know there's lots of things in it and there's lots of amazing animals that I can shoot that maybe I've been neglecting that I can focus more on that are just as spectacular. And to me, just to relate it back to photography, that's an example of being resourceful and not leaning on resources. So something that I want, it's a vague idea and metaphor, but something that I want you listening to apply in your own photography in life because um, I'm sure you can find somewhere where you could be more resourceful if you already are and if you're not either way you can definitely be more resourceful with less resources and I'm trying to do things like that as well last thing I think we're going to talk about on this episode today this mini-sode we'll call it is I actually wrote this down in my journal and in my phone as one of my goals for 2021, I like to do that. If if you hadn't heard in one of the other episodes where I mentioned this, I like to write not resolutions, but goals. And one of them was income-based and financially based. It was to follow the money more, if that makes sense. Do more of what's working, less of what's not, and innovate and improve in the areas that are already starting to generate you some income. And I've really recently tried to, and I invite everyone else to as well, to stop thinking of yourself as just a photographer who posts images on Instagram. There's so much, I think naturally as photographers, you know, there's, there's a lot of courage in, 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 in posting your artwork online or making the commitment to try, at least try and make this your full-time gig. And I think in that is so much entrepreneurship and there's so many other ways that you can make money surrounding the the practice of photography you can sell for example myself i was selling a couple presets so as a method of following the money i'm like i'm going to kick these up more i'm going to make more preset packages i'm going to learn about seo i'm learning about google adwords so that i can where i'm already generating levels of success I want to try and amplify that and things that aren't working rather than beating my head against a wall I'm going to stop doing those things if time and time again they're just not working I know it at times and myself included you feel like well if I just try harder if I do this a little bit differently it'll eventually work and that sometimes is the case but I think if you're very self-aware and in tune, you'll know when something is not worth your time anymore and you need to move on to something else. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the idea of making small buckets of income in so many different areas trickle into one big bucket. And I think that's really the key to start making your photography gig more of a full-time thing. So... With that being said, I think we're going to keep this nice and short today. Um, Just a quick recap. Obviously, we just talked about small buckets of income leading into one big bucket and how a lot of successful people do that and how I think that might be a ticket to a more attainable career in photography. We talked about resourcefulness, relying on being resourceful rather than having an abundance of resources, especially during COVID-19. It's really important that we figure out a way to find 
areas that we can be resourceful in, whether that's asking people for things. It's amazing how many people don't ask for things. I know Steve Jobs, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. I'll go off on a tangent here. Steve Jobs credits, if you don't know who Steve Jobs is, you should, but if we have maybe some younger audiences here, the founder of Apple, co-founder of Apple, credits a lot of his success to just asking people for favors and asking people for advice and just asking them for things. You'd be surprised how many people will give you the time of day. So resourcefulness over resource abundance, following the money. And we talked about a little bit of social media strategy and growth. And we tried not to be vague or give eye rolling or an eye rolling answer. Hopefully focus on three things that speak to your strengths as a person where your intrapersonal skills lie and really focus on those three and not get overwhelmed with the idea that, hey, I need to be on all of these social media apps and I need to have my strategy built tomorrow or next week. Give yourself some breathing room, build up content and your strategy and plan for a month from now so that it's actually realistic and that you give yourself a fighting chance to improve your presence online. And lastly, our thought that we opened up with, what's your value proposition? All these people who we look up to, Peter McKinnon, Chris Howe, whoever, you watch their videos, you see their photos, you listen to them speak because they're giving you a piece of value. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a tutorial. I know if you're thinking, well, they do YouTube tutorials. You can add value in so many other ways, and I think what's going to set you apart in your growth strategy is figuring out how to creatively do that. So that's all I got for today, everyone. Just a reminder, again, rate and review the show. Send me a screenshot. You'll be entered to win a $50 Polar Pro gift card. And until next time, everyone, go get shooting, go get editing, and stay focused. See you then.